I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, wow, I just got back in a time machine from the 1990s where we played video games, listened to Britpop, drank Sunny Delight, and didn't worry that the world was going to end in a fiery inferno. If you want to join me next time I go, call me on the landline and come along for the ride. It's going to be epic. Root dog and the dweebs, man. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, hi. You just got me drinking some sunny delight. I've got a lot of it in the kitchen cupboard. Where I just went on holiday, there was tons of it. So I thought I'd bring back a large selection for myself. If you want to come over and join me in drinking some, you're most welcome. Thank you for coming on this audio journey. I hope you enjoy today's episode. We have a great guest. He is somebody you will know from Love Island After Sun, where he impersonates all the Islanders. Love Island fans will know that the new series is coming to a conclusion very, very soon. It's giving Love Island, isn't it? Uh, You'll also know him from Murder in Successville and numerous other stage and screen appearances. And he has an Edinburgh show coming up called Gritty Police Drama, where he plays a plethora of characters. It is, of course, Luke Kempner. He's a great guy. Luke, thank you for joining me for this episode. We talked in Soho Square Gardens in London. You're going to love the episode. If you would like more information or more details or to see our socials, why don't you have a look? It's at Park Date Podcast. And if you would like to follow me and see my comedy videos, it's at Christopher Beatland Comedy. Please leave us a review and a rating. Most importantly, enjoy the episode. Okay, welcome to Soho Square Gardens in London on this sunny day, and I'm here with Luke Kempner. Luke, how are you today? I'm very good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank yeah. you. Yeah, sorry I'm a bit late. I had to help uh, a guy who fell off his bike. Did you really? I helped him a little bit. Oh, well done. Thank you. I've got, um, I'm basically, I've got my Cub Scout first aid badge. Okay, good. So I'm basically a qualified doctor. And now you've got your helping man who fallen off his bike badge as well. <laughs> exactly. I'm a Cub Scout. Were you? Yeah. What, what badges did you have? Oh, make them all. I, yeah. I, my jumper was absolutely full, but I mean, it was, we quite, it, we, I feel like it was sort of run by just 
reprobates, the sort of people who had like nothing else to do. Yeah. But they, and I think they gave out the badges quite easily. But I think yeah. it was things like I think I buy an astronomy badge. I was quite proud of that astronomy, one. That was quite yeah. a cool little, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like a little sort of planet. Yeah. Um, and I had like hobbies badge. Hobbies. Athletics one and two. Yeah. Oh did man. You, did you have cooking? I, I think remember, we did have cooking. We had to do cooking, and we cooked like the worst meal. Really? And it was like some kind of like beans yeah. and sausages. Beans and sausages. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's not badge worthy, is it? That is not badge worthy. <laughs> like you need to be cooking like carbonara from scratch. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. These days, kids are probably cooking carbonara, or they're they're doing like a small plates. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They yeah. get their small plates badge. <laughs> <laughs> there should be different levels of cooking, actually. Yeah. Exactly. But it's like I I, I really liked Cubs and Scouts, yeah. but it did feel like. It was. I was always felt like I was always the youngest there, and like the, the older ones. When there's like four years difference when you're that age, it's huge. Yeah. And I remember being is, quite scared it? and like not being able to sleep when we went on camps and stuff <laughs> like that, and and sort of coming away going, oh, I thought this would be great. I'm actually quite sad. And one time we went swimming with the Cubs, and like on the way back, five minutes from home, the scout leader goes, um, oh, uh, ring your mum and say that you've been left at the swimming pool, which was like a 45-minute drive away. So I rang my mum. They were, go, they were like, yeah, it's been great. So I rang my mum, and I was like, oh, I'm still, I'm still at the swimming pool, and now I'm on my own, and they've all got home. So my mum had five, and then we got home, and they were like, I'll run in and say you're here. Yeah. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, it'll be funny. But now when you think about it, especially as I am now a parent, yeah. I'm like, you'd be like, your heart would be in your ass, Like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, my poor mum. Yeah. Terrible. That wouldn't happen these days, would it? No. Terrible institution. Yeah, the Cubs and Scouts. I feel like back in the day as well, we, 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 they would let us do things where they would just send us away into a forest. They say be back in four hours. Oh yeah, you had to like find each other. Or, oh my god. Yeah, it quite was frightening. <laughs> mostly, actually, I don't think. I, but you say be prepared. Be prepared to be frightened. Be prepared. To, like, oh my that's god. That's their new slogan. Yeah, be prepared yeah, yeah, yeah. To be frightened. But, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've kept in touch with anyone from there. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I suppose it teaches you some things. Yeah, definitely. Athletics one and two. Yeah, so you got your back. You got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got much to prove that. And were you? Um, it, Oh, when we were in school, Luke, I was going to ask you about this, so maybe this sort of links in, but we used to impersonate our teachers. Yeah, man. And that was making me think, actually, in Cubs, I think we impersonated oh, our really? tailor. Yeah. But were, yeah. You, were you doing that as well? You kind Always of... the teachers. Yeah. Man. That's where it first started. I was wondering about that for you. Yeah. yeah. And like, the, the first one I kind of did really was my, um, we had different, you know, it was always, you'd go for the easy targets, mm. you know, it'd be like, Mr. Tomlin, because he had a weak car, so you'd be like, oh, you know, here comes Tomlin. And he, he came once and he, he came into the class and he said, I hope you're all not mucky about, because remember, Tomlin plows. <laughs> and so, like, that was like the first one of me going around saying Tomlin plows. But then it was that actually. That could go on a t shirt. Yeah, I know. Just literally taking it. And he was so nice to me when I left school as well. Like, sent me this big long letter saying, You inspire me. And I was like, Oh, God. I've ripped the piss out of you for the last five years. But, um, but it was actually when I was at drama school and I did impress my singing teacher yeah. who was called Roth Campbell and he spoke like this and he would always say so Luke you're reaching up for the notes like you're a giraffe you need to relax like you're a hippo and uh, you know that is a very good impression just <laughs> but like that's kind of where it started and I would get up in front of everyone at drama school so like you know 300 people and do a set of impressions of the teachers yeah. based around a sort of narrative whatever it was then putting on the nativity play or it was Roth Campbell bringing out his new book and I need people to to help me and that's kind of how it started and now here I am like 15 years on and I'm still still doing it yeah, yeah well, it's, worked, it's worked out well yeah like, yeah, definitely. yeah it's um it's kind of led into these other things that you're doing you've got your Edinburgh show yeah, coming yeah. up yeah um, where you're playing 60 characters yeah 60 right. impressions 60 minutes one murder Yes. In, in gritty police drama, the musical. Yeah, and uh, I love it, man. It's sort of come, it's sort of come full circle in that, like, 
when I first left, because I did musical theatre for like four years, I was in shows like Les Mis and South Pacific and Avenue Q, and then I left that to do comedy. And the first show I did was called The Only Way Is Downton, which I did 10 years ago now. And it started from a YouTube clip that Stephen Fry tweeted about. That went viral. Then I wrote this show, toured it around the world, and then sort of came away from that about eight years ago, worked on my stand-up, because I wanted to be able to be on TV, on radio, on podcasts like yourself, uh, with yourself, and like, and be able to be funny as myself. Um, so I went away and learned, you know, I went in the clubs and, and learned how to be funny as myself. And now I feel like I'm coming back to kind of how I started with uh, a one man, every, you know, playing every single character. It's all impressions. It's a lot more singing than I've than I've done in previous yeah. shows because I sort of came away from that from the musical theatre days. But now this show has like got six songs. And like I say, it's 60 characters, 60 impressions. It's all based around gritty police dramas, which is like Line of Dewey, Happy Valley, Luther, Unforgotten, all that sort of stuff. And like, and it features, you know, Ted Hastings, like the battle, he's the main character in there. But you've also got Catherine Kerr, would you know, from Happy Valley, Sarah Lancashire, and Luther, Idris Elba, he's there doing a lot of product placement and a lot of violence. So there's all those characters. But then in around that, James Corden's been murdered. We need to find out who by it. So we get in D.I. Ian McKellen, we get D.I. Claudia Winkleman, D.I. Louis Theroux's in there as well. He's sort of there because he can get anything out of anyone. Is that okay? Am I okay? So it's it just full of impressions, full of songs, love songs, fun songs, comedy songs, torch songs. Even at one point I get the audience to hold a torch on me for I sing a, 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 a song as I'm dying. It, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, one of the greatest things I've ever written. So I'm excited to, to get going with it in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds cool. And I think um, there's that thing, Luke, isn't there, where... You know, you, you sort of were alluding to it when you're doing that sort of um, uh, split between when you're doing impressions yeah. and you're being someone else versus when you're being yourself. Yeah. And I think there's a few people that talk about that. Like Steve Coogan talks about that as yeah, well, doesn't yeah. he? Like he was doing a lot of impersonations. Yeah, spitting image. Like then, he started off as spitting image. Right, which you've done as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it feel when you're kind of like you're inhabiting? Do those people, do you have a sort of like, you have to have like a split personality or something? Well, I think the thing is, is that I find, I like doing comedy as myself. I like doing stand-up. I like, you know, I do a lot of emceeing and I, and I, yeah. and I like chatting to the audience, mucking around. That's, that is me on stage. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of comedians that that's a version of them. But that is genuinely, genuinely me on stage is the same as I am off stage. But when I get to do the impressions, I just feel like I can push myself in different directions. You know, whether it's, you know, being like someone like, well, I know you had Christopher Biggins on your podcast, haven't you? <laughs> and it's being able to be someone that's so different and so, uh, you know, such a different personality than mine. I get to throw myself into that. Do you know what I mean? And then, but also that getting... That was a very good Biggins. Thank you. But even like people like Andy Murray, you know, who's, you know, I absolutely love Andy Murray. You know, I'm a big fan. He, incredible tennis player you know the passion I'd love to be a sportsman like him and I get to be that on stage by just doing his voice and writing funny jokes around it so for me it just gives me a chance to really extend different parts of my personality different things that I find funny really yeah 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 and it's um do you kind of like study the people you know when, you, when you're doing an impersonation I guess you're watching yeah. a lot of tv yeah, 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 and yeah. do you kind of think what is it like to be this person? Are you going back to drama school? I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> essentially, you know, you've got to build a character, yeah. you know, for each of these people. Like, even like, you know, Michael McIntyre, for example, like, in my show, he's the chief of the police. So, you know, we've got Michael McIntyre, the comedian. We know him. We've got the one that has the wheel, my big show. We've got all those characters. But then I want to make him 
the chief of police in the Grisha police drama. So then you have to think of things that happen with the chief of police. So they're always coming in and saying the budgets are tight. Budgets are never loose in a gritty police drama, are they? And then, like, doing some Michael Mac... You know, look, I love Michael McIntyre. I think he's one of the greatest yeah. comedians we have in this country. So really, I'm just trying to pick his style and then push it onto being the chief of police in, yeah. in line of duty or gritty police drama. So it's, it's sort of... What I love it is I pick a, you know, like with Downton and now with gritty police dramas, it's picking a genre that I love yeah. and picking out the nuances of that, yeah. you know, but then putting in all my impressions and the nuances of them. And actually, John Kearns once said to me, like, that, you know, I'm saying this as a compliment to myself, but it's like, I sort of have to come up with a new comedic persona for every single character I do. Well, like, if you're a stand-up, that's your comedy persona. Yeah. And that's just you. Yeah, you know Frankie Ball. That's just Frankie Ball the whole time. But a version, but, but it's a version of you, isn't it? Yeah. In comedy in comedy college, they're like, well, find this kind of on stage version. Yeah, of you. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So when it's, it's the funniest on, version of you. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. when you're on stage, is you? Are you even you? Or do you feel like? I mean, are you no, kind, I think you're, I am. You're, you're kind of like the real you. I think I. I mean, I, I suppose the funniest things I feel that I do on stage is sort of mock faux arrogance. Yeah. It's sort of like you know I don't want to talk about my musical theatre days. It's not something I want <laughs> to mention. You know, no, no, I really don't want to talk about it. And it's all that sort of stuff that I know I can always go to of sort of oh I'm dramatic I'm theatrical I've done a lot of things but I don't want to talk about it yeah. is kind of my thing but like I sort of do that in general conversation anyway <laughs> yeah. you know it's just me it's just self-deprecating uh, yeah. comedy but I suppose with every character that I do you are just trying to find what like you say it is your interpretation of, of, of what is funny about them so it's still me it's just my observation of them. Yeah. And then how far do I push that? Yeah. You know, like with Andy Murray, I don't just play him, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm charismatic <laughs> even though I'm not. But I push, I like to just pretend he's a teenager still. Only because his mum's always around and my brother plays tennis and she lets us play Mario Kart upstairs if we're good. You know, like, oh, we've got a ping, ping pong. Ping pong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's my version of what I find yeah. funny about him. And, and I think that that's where, that's how you can push a regular impression into something more yeah. and that's what they did on Spitting Image as well isn't it where yeah. they put the character into a sort of more unlikely Completely. comedic situation oh God, so right. and, which and, then makes it like better doesn't it and that's the thing from doing like Spitting Image for a couple of series and now we're doing Spitting Image live in London you know like for I play King Charles now I've never done King Charles before we did Spitting Image because I, you know, he's always been sort of, you know, quite, he's quite a low voice for me, you know. I, I don't, you know, when characters are down there, I can, like, sort of Mr. Carson from Downton, but sometimes when they're sort of in their 60s and it's quite, I, I find it quite hard to sort of sustain that Lou character. But then in Spitting Image, I watched this great documentary with Coogan and Harry Enfield who were yeah. talking about how... It, it's less about the impression, more about the character. So once I got that in my head, and then I sort of really started to push him, you know, and he's got this gravier tone, he's sort of very tense, I'm trying to do something, and you can see uh, with my arms I'm moving, and it's <laughs> very proud, and I'm the king, and it's my crown. And, like, that is not how he talks. It's a version of how he yeah. talks, and it's the funniest way that I can make him funny. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? And it's interesting to pick up on those ticks that people have, I guess you watch the crowd, right? Where, yeah. Dom, where Dominic West is doing, yes. doing Charles, and he's like, 
Yeah, you. Yeah. And he does look, you know, as soon as he does that face, it does. I, I actually went to, um, this is such a, a name dropping story, but about two years ago, Go ahead, Luke. I went to uh, a cricket match with Rory Bremner and Dominic West. That's a because very Rory good story. Had been helping Rory's a very big cricket fan, isn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. and he'd been helping Dominic West with his King Charles impression. Right, right. So there, and then he made Dominic stand up in front of room 400 people and do his King Charles. And it was great. So, like, and it was amazing sort of seeing Dominic, who's obviously an actor. Um, but he's having to do an impression but it's but, but, but similar to I feel at what I do is it is always a character you're creating mm. more than just isn't it funny that this really sounds like this person do you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly yeah but picking out those characteristics yeah. is a funny thing yeah but it's strange isn't it when you're playing I guess when you're playing people who are there as well yeah. I guess I guess you've not had a chance to Ask the king for his no, feedback. Not but yet. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I have. I've met Harry. I met Harry and Meghan. They're in yeah, my show. Right. And I suppose, like, you know, I didn't talk to him about my impression of him. Yeah. But you, you have to. It's one of the weird things as well because, you know, if I knew Harry really well, yeah, the stuff you would take the like the stuff I take the piss out of my mates is different to what most people would think. So, for example, like in my show, to not have jokes about Harry and Meghan. And the jokes that an audience expect. You know, I have jokes of Harry going, oh, you know, Em's just doing a podcast about um, how to breathe and why it's so important. And like, Charles, <laughs> oh, she should try stopping. What? Nothing. Um, but like, that isn't what I necessarily think of Harry and Meghan. I'm actually quite supportive of them. I yeah. think what they're doing is a great thing. Certainly, what Harry is doing, you know, with his sort of quest against the papers is amazing. But it's what an audience expects and what's funny about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Like it's it's funnier to put them in this situation, and you know, like I watched that South Park thing they did. I don't know if you saw that with Harry and Meghan, where they, they go around with placards going, "We want our privacy," and like <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. And I think Harry and Meghan will probably find that funny. Yeah. So it's just sort of like it's difficult to try to unpick what an audience is going to find funny as well. Yeah, and I think mostly people who've been uh, impersonated probably probably quite enjoy it on some level. Oh right? yeah. Has, I guess no one's ever come up to you and been like, Luke, Don't I do hate... It. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, Have actually. you ever had a negative reaction? But it's one of those things, is like, for years I've done like, Big Brother and, and Love Island after Sun, doing Islanders, doing Housemates, yeah. and like nearly all of them taking it really well. But it's some of them that, like, it's mostly the arrogant ones that come up to you afterwards and go, like, well, it is a name. So, um, oh, what's her name now? Boris Johnson's sister. Oh, um, what's it called? Yes, uh, oh, I can't remember. We'll, we'll, we'll Boris Johnson's sister, and I hate <laughs> that. I already feel bad that she isn't. I'm making her famous for me. Boris Johnson's sister. She's famous in we'll, her we'll own right. We'll dub it later. Yeah, stick it in later. <laughs> um, but she came up to me afterwards, and uh, I really enjoy what you did. But you didn't get me. You didn't get me. I have to try harder to get me. Work on it. And I'm like, well, the fact is, I can't even remember her first name at the moment. But like, it's like. It's funny that people go, you didn't get me. And often people don't realise how they sound as well. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? You don't, you don't realise how no. you it, It's a nightmare for me when I'm editing this podcast, having yeah. to listen to my own voice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Of course. Do I sound that bad? It's yeah, horrible. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, yeah, no, you do it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You, you did get a strange one, is it? Yeah. Were, were any of the Love Island any of the islanders from Love Island unhappy with your portrayal of them, Luke? Not at all. They've always They're been all really happy. I think to be honest with you, like it is for them most of them come from it as being a complete nobody yeah. you know and then go on the show and if someone has taken the time to work and on the yeah, impression think of like funny that, jokes they? they've always to be honest they've really liked yeah, it because yeah. it's like it is a compliment yeah and we were saying I think you need to do it again this year because it's yeah. always good when you do when right. you do your roundup on after when we did the roundup last year it got like 10 million it. views yes. like it was yeah. insane it's very good so um, you know if, in all seriousness gritty police drama is the hardest show I've ever written yeah. so it's like it has taken up so much time. I've also got a one-and-a-half-year-old child, so it's like fitting in around that, as well as watching Love Island every night, because I do the Love Island podcast, and I have my own podcast with my wife and her twin called Shit, I Married a Twin. So it's just fitting all that stuff. And then those Love Island videos take me like a, like a whole day to film. Yeah. But I do need to do it. I literally, <laughs> as you were walking here, I had a message on my Instagram going, why are you not doing Love Island videos this year? And I'm like, I, I'm trying. I am trying. They are good. Who are your favourite islanders from this year? Oh, from I'm this a year. fan as well. But do you know what? Remarkably, I really like Zach. <laughs> like, because I do the podcast with Sam Thompson in India, Polo, yeah. and they're like, oh, God, why do you like Zach? He's so boring. And I'm like, no, I just sort of, there's something so sweet about this guy, you know, he's like, oh, that's terrible. Molly. 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 That's terrible. The Molly. No, broski. No, that's okay, broski. I forgive you, broski. But he's like this sort of roadman. Like, but he's actually quite sweet. He's married. He's not married. But he's now going. Whoa, I know, well, sweet. who knows? But he's now going out with Molly, who's basically yeah. like, from my uh, sort of life in the musical theatre, uh, blonde girl, which was very much my type, and yeah. my wife is a blonde, tanned girl that likes musical theatre. Like it's, it just, I just never put them together. It's an unlikely match, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But so I quite like Zach. I loved Mehdi. I miss Mehdi, French Mehdi. Yeah. Mehdi from the first three weeks, he was fantastic. Him and Whitney. Whitney, my boundaries. Uh, you Whitney. are crossing oh, my boundaries. It's perfect. <laughs> but uh, so it's very sad as he went. Um, but like. I sort of hate and love them all, really. Yeah. You know, like Sammy and Jess make me laugh when they have yeah, their conversations. Yeah. You're little like a... boy. <laughs> You're little boy, Sammy. Babe, She's, babe. She needs to just let that boy go. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's always like, babe. Yeah, exactly. Babe. And he's like, oh, it's giving player, babe. I'm sorry if I'm sorry if I upset you. He's never like, I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry if I upset you. And he's like, no, 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 Sammy, you need to actually apologise here, mate. Um, yeah, 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 love him. 
yeah, love it's, it. It's a good, it's a, it's a good one. I do like Love Island. I yeah, do like love Island. I love it. Well, Ian, you Very know, watchable. Ian who does the voiceover is like, you know, he is one of. Yeah, my, you're really good. Yeah, he's, mate, he's one of my best friends. So it's kind of cheating because I speak to him every day on the phone. Um, so like, I'm, you know, I remember when he got the show and like first couple of years as much as I loved it like not a lot of people were watching it like you know compared to now it's like three or four million yeah. it was like 700,000 yeah and I think Ian Sterling's uh, voiceovers and jokes are one of the reasons why people like Love definitely, Island because definitely. it elevates it definitely like, I try and convince people of this like, why are you watching Love Island it, but it's funny yeah it's funny like, there's a lot of jokes he's great it's, man yeah, it's very he's funny. really yeah, great it's and he keeps delivering you know it's a yeah. series now and he yeah. keeps delivering like you know, and he's now doing the American Love Island as well, and like he's um, he's yeah. a busy boy, isn't he's he? He's definitely part of it though. Like yeah. you know, he's I don't think it works without him. Yeah. And I would hate it if they, you know, if he ever didn't want to do it. You know, like he, he feels so integral, like Mark um, Marcus with uh, Big Brother as well. You know, yeah. it's so good that he's carrying on doing it because sure. you know he's just part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's good when you have yeah when you have those shows exactly that that need people to be a part of them. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't yeah. have. There's some shows you can't have without without that person. But it would be like, you know, watching Come Dine with me. You know, <laughs> yeah, without... Um, exactly. What's his name? Lamb. Lamb, Lamb yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I can't remember his name. Yeah. But, like, you know, it would be so weird if we didn't have him doing all the time. Like, it, yeah. would, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And, you know, and these shows are important to have their voices. Even, like, adverts. You look at, like, Compare the Meerkat or, like, Go Compare. Like, you take those central figures away from those adverts. Those adverts just feel like they're a different company. Yes, exactly. You know, like... Well, they, that was... Is it Simon... Maybe I've got his name wrong. Simon... Yeah, Simon Green. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he Simon Greenall from, like... Um, Alan Partridge. Michael. Yeah, Michael exactly. from Alan Partridge. <laughs> you know, sort of booling... Alan? Sort of, copper beans. Sort of, copper beans, like... Um, yeah, he's Compare the Meerkat. Yeah, exactly. And he's, like, his voice, like, he's sort of, you know, it's like, sorry. Yeah. Talks like that, but amazing at voices. Yeah. I, I feel like those adverts have probably made him a millionaire as well. So oh, 100%. Fair play to it. 100%. He's had an incredible career. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, yeah. which I mentioned before and then we, we, when we were talking about your show, was the links with um, Murder in Successful, oh, which is yes. a very, you, you know, you can imagine ping pong ball has just oh, God. gone between gonna us. It. Luke's going to get the ball. I'll get, get the ball for you. Cheers, mate. That's what happens when you... Uh, that, that guy who said cheers, mate, is actually an actor I pay. Yeah, I know, it's great. <laughs> to <laughs> come over. He looked like he was going to kill me. Um, so, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd slip him his £10 later. I know, I know. I've ruined his game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah successful. Tom, yeah. Tom, Tom Davis in that. Yeah, like, yeah. He's great. Yeah. And that was a show which I loved. I was a huge, huge Incredible fan of that show. show. I remember trying to explain it to someone. And they were, <laughs> they were looking at me like... You just have to watch it. It's like just watch yeah. one app and then you'll understand. Yeah. So it's like these people playing celebrities. Yes. Uh, and there's been, there's been a murder. It's just fantastic. Well, the thing is, is the way it's an improvised murder yeah. mystery. Yes. You know, like a more well, like that's an, a very good way of it. Yeah. I should have got you to explain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Improvised, improvised murder mystery. It's sort of like yeah. an an American style cop show. Yeah. Where like but a successful. Uh, so it's called Murder and Successful. Successful is this town where it's all uh, populated by celebrities. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so the murders that happen happen by the celebrities, but they've always... Tom Davis, who plays Steve Sleet, has always got a rookie <laughs> with him, and his rookie um, is always played by a celebrity that has no idea what's going to happen, a real-life celebrity. Yeah. So whether it's Greg James or Jamie Lang or... Jamie Lang episode. Chris Kamara. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's always, like, a different celebrity and, like, Deborah... Um, Deborah Meaden was amazing. Meaden, yeah. So like, and they don't know what's going on. We don't know how they're going to play it. We have a set kind of like where we need to get to with the story. Yeah. But like, 
whenever they came into the room, we had no idea what they were going to give us. You yeah. know? So like, it was incredible. And, and interestingly with that show and, and the sort of influence it's had on, on gritty police drama in that, for me, like, when I, when I wrote Gritty Police Drama, it's, about, it's, it's the genre that I chose is shows I love. Happy Valley, Line of Duty, um, uh, Luther. Like, all those kind of very, very popular, British, miserable, in the rain, small town <laughs> kind of shows. Yeah. Where with Murder Successful, like I say, it's a bit more sort of Americanized, And D.I. Sleet, the character of Sleet, is more... He's less serious. He tries yeah. to be serious. He's more. He's a different sort of character. Yeah. So, like, I feel there's like similarities in it with it's the celebrities, and we're we're making a heightened scenario of a murder, silly with lots of celebrities. Yeah. But I feel there's lots of differences as well. The musical element, and and yeah. and also like, you know, when I wrote my Downton Abbey show, that this this is kind of what I'm doing now. It's a one man show, 55 well, 60 minutes. We're saying it's probably more like 55, start to finish storyline. And yeah. hopefully you come away going, what the hell was that? But I loved it. You know? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah. In- incidentally, my favourite ever Love Island challenge was Line of Booty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. And they were just all dressed as police. I? Yeah, I do Line remember that. It was last summer, wasn't it? Line it was. Of Booty. That was, that oh, was, my that was God. a classic. But yeah, you're right. It was exactly very successful. Got those American elements. But then it's almost like Tom Davis is almost breaking character as well. You can see him. He's on the verge of laughter half the time. I adore that guy. Yeah, he's honestly. Trying to, he, he's trying to keep it together. And he's but not. He don't, but he can do it. That's the thing with Tom. Like, he can keep it together. Although he said to me, like, when he used to work with Lee Francis when he was starting yeah. out. Like, because, like, he's about 10 years older than me. And, like, my first, it was kind of my first telly job was doing um, Murder and Successful. Yeah. And he was like, oh, when I used to work with Lee, I couldn't stop laughing. And like the, my troubles with Tom is I couldn't stop laughing. Like, so <laughs> we're gonna say you probably was you couldn't start laughing. No, no, no. <laughs> I yeah. wish I just couldn't. Because like Colin Holt's in it as well. And yeah. Colin can just keep a straight face all the time. Like, yeah. And I just find the stuff so funny. Yeah. And we had this whole scene, me and Tom, where we were doing this bit with um, it's the um, the Lorraine Kelly episode where I was playing um, Ant from Ant and Dead. Yes. And uh, he had this, we improvised this bit, me and Tom, not written in a script at all, where I would go and show him my brewing. I was brewing beer. Yeah. And Tom sleep just starts coming on to me and just going, <laughs> just starts going, I know why you've got me back here. And he just started like, like roll, putting his finger around the rim of the glass, like looking at me in the eye. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. You're just trying to make me laugh. Like that. But the trouble is then it becomes quite a funny scene because he's yeah. going, come on. And I'm going, no, no, that's not what I thought this was. I just wanted to show you the beer. I thought you'd like it. And he's going, nah, come on. He's like, he's like, guy like me, hot guy like you. This, and I, oh my God. And like, he kept laughing as well, to be fair. But like the director at one point, James Defron, who like wrote it as well, like he kept coming in and being like, guys, it is really funny, yeah. but if you keep <laughs> laughing, we haven't got a scene. So that, but then that heightens the pressure, and then you really, even then you're just going, and like when you watch it, you can so see my face is just like they yeah. obviously cut the second I go and all that. But yeah, uh, they that, pieced it together. Yeah, I think that was a good thing about that show. You could see you guys are having fun, yeah. obviously. Oh, most fun it I've looked, ever. Had. Yeah, it looked like a fun thing to film. Honestly, if they brought that back, it's it would be show. like a dream come true. Yeah, I really would. Show. I love it so much. So, any of the characters you did there have you brought to your new show? Like, you did ask some. Wenger, yeah, Venga's in it. Venga's got one line right. in the new show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah, I Venga. Yes, uh, I have him in the show. He works. He's uh, he works European operations for the drug gang, and uh, I think basically he says, uh, "Am I Arsene Venga? Yes. Am I head of European European operations? Yes. Is this an outdated impression? No." <laughs> um, so he's in there. I'm trying to think of else. Like Tom Daly's not. Right. Um, Daniel Radcliffe's not. Alan Carr's in it. 
Um, Andy Murray's in it briefly. Um, who else did I do? Bear Grylls is in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do Ant and Deck in the show. Um, so yeah, I mean the thing is like when you're trying to do sixty impressions, you really are having to bring out, you know, like. I've probably got 300 impressions I do, but a lot of them are like Islanders, <laughs> you know, that were in series four of Love Island. So it's like, as far as ones that people recognise... like Dio Mora. Yeah, I know, exactly, exactly. Or less than, less famous than that. It's like at one point I've got like, because I'm trying to get 60 in, so like McIntyre just goes, oh, well in that case, let me introduce you to my new assistant, snooker commentator John Virgo. And he just goes, oh, where's the cue ball going? Oh, thank you, John. Right, so I've got, there's a bit of that, just to sort of beef up the numbers. Um, but yeah, there's certainly a few from Murder Successful that made yeah. it, and from Spitting Image that have made their, their right. way over as well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, people have to go and see that in Edinburgh, and also, what else have you got on at the moment? You're doing, doing a podcast, doing of course. Doing a podcast. Yeah. Shit, I married with, a twin. Yes. So it's been going with so Alana well. And, yeah, uh, and with her my, sister. With my yeah. wife Alana yeah. and her sister Lisa, and like, yeah. we basically what we used to do when the three of us meet up is just sit and chat and drink yeah. wine. And actually, it was always really fun chats, and we were always like, it's quite a weird dynamic that I'm like married to one twin, best yeah. friends with the other. And that's kind of, we thought, we've always thought we should do a podcast. Yeah. And then, you know, it took us 10 years. And then eventually just started recording it. We've done 12 episodes. The feedback's been amazing. Yeah. And like, we're really, we sort of found our feet with it quite quickly. It's quite easy. Um, yeah, and which, which always feels like quite, you're into a good thing then. Exactly, it looks hard, actually very easy. Just, yeah. We just, just record a chat. We just sit and chat, and but it goes really it, quick, and yeah. it's good fun. And that's the good thing about a podcast, it's a fun thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else, you sit around, you and I both know pitching, oh God, conversations. Working, writing. Yeah, but, but People is, saying no, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Well, like you say, like, leave like, just with this, it's like, this just flies by. It's yeah. having a nice chat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was listening to, um, I think it's the latest one that you've got out. Oh, really? You were talking about your worst job ever. Oh, which came out today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh God, which one? Which one? Were you, which one are you pointing to? It was to? the TGI Friday oh, one. Was the ingrown hair? <laughs> I was listening. This, I was eating my breakfast this morning. Luke tells an anecdote. I don't know if we should even say it now. Maybe we'll, we'll let people. We'll, we'll let people go to the podcast. And yeah. Listen to okay. It. There's a very funny anecdote that you tell about. Trying to get out. Of getting doing out. A shift. Getting out of a shift at TGI. Oh my god. By by telling them about a fake I medical fake, incident. Yeah, a fake had. medical incident that's near my rectum. <laughs> um, and and the trouble is, is like I don't. I look at that now and go. At the time, I didn't go, this is funny. Yeah. I was doing it deadly serious, thinking, <laughs> this is the only way I'm going to get out of working on New Year's Eve yeah, at yeah, TGI yeah, Fridays. Yeah. And then I quit anyway. <laughs> God, I hated that job. Yeah, was that a bad job? That was bad. I hated that. Was that the worst job you've ever done, TGI? I think so. Yeah. The smell used to like give me anxiety. Yeah. Of the, and I, it took me five years to eat in a TGI Fridays again. But I hated it so much. <laughs> it triggered. And then, like... Um, but I've had a lot of bad jobs. I hated my paper rounds. Like, I hated... Yeah. The best jobs I've had, and I actually didn't mention this in the podcast, was when I worked in the cinema. Right. I worked in the cinema for a year. I loved it. Yeah. Money some, was awful. Some jobs, some jobs are easy. I worked in a shop. I worked in a record shop. Easy. It being a lifeguard or something, that's easy. Yeah, but yeah. some, like working in a restaurant or a bar, oh you've god. got to work a lot. Oh my god. You want a job where you can skive off a little oh, bit. I don't know, but do you know what? It wasn't even the hard work. It was you just get treated really badly. Really? By no, cu- by, customers no, no, or by, by, by managers? Employees, yeah. By work, you know, managers yeah. who are like, they don't like it as well when you are part-time. I think often, like, you work part-time and you're, they're like, what's your dream? And I'm like, my dream is to be a star, darling. <laughs> you know, and, and it's sort of like, this is just to make some money. And they're like, well, this is my yeah. stardom. They want, is this cafe? They, they want the answer to be, 
I want my dreams to be regional manager. Yeah, I know, I know. And then they might have respected you. But it used to be that I, when I was at TGI Fridays, I was at drama school, and yeah. they hated anyone who was part time. Right. Because right, they right. were just like, oh, you're just like so up your own arse <laughs> going to drama school. Yeah. Uh, no. Rather like the medical problem that you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Which pretty much, yeah, which was. Philip, <laughs> what was up my arse? But I just was like, I just couldn't understand. I was like, no, no, I'm just trying to. I, and also, I was like fucking 19. I'm like, I'm 19. I'm trying to achieve my dream of being a West End star. <laughs> and then you're annoyed that I don't want to, you know, serve Jack Daniel's ribs for the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> but um, it wasn't good times. I was going to say good times. It wasn't good times. Yeah, I hated good it. Times, good times. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't work there anymore. <laughs> but go to TGI Fridays, you know. Those mozzarella sticks are fantastic. TGI Fridays lawyer. I know, exactly. Dialing my number as we speak. Hello. All press is good press, yeah. All press is good press. You know, people haven't thought about TGI Fridays for a while. Yeah, people, people are like, going again. TGI, so that's still going. Yeah, still going. now they're going to go. Now they know, right, yeah. exactly. Um, lovely, right, we'll finish there, Luke. So your show is at Edinburgh, Edinburgh. All, all of August? All of August, starting on the 2nd, yep. through to the 27th, yep. uh, 5.30 at the Pleasance Courtyard. Gritty police drama, the one-man musical. Gritty police drama. And after that, what's your what's your next plans? I can't even say. Oh, I have a huge secret. job, which I shall tell you when the mic goes off. Uh, but a huge job that starts end of September, Amazing. Um, which is incredibly exciting. Maybe we'll, we'll catch up with you later next year or something. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah, talk yeah. about that. Later. Yeah, man. Luke Hemner, thank you so much for talking thank to me today. Thank you so much, dude. So nice to see you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from, and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, um, good or bad, make them funny, I'll be reading out the best ones, and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from. Check out our website, parkdate.co.uk, and um, if you see me walking around in a park, Come and say hello. I think that was the sound of someone sneezing. Um, Yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Coming up on the next episode of Park Date, have you ever wondered what life would be like without slippers? (laughs) Seriously, though, can you imagine it? Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.